Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It is a Wednesday. Wherever you may be, however you may be watching or listening, live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of choices out there. Joel Klatt in one hour. Michigan, the kings of college football, at least until we get to the playoffs. J-Mac, I had a very interesting conversation last night with a very well-connected college football insider. Interesting. The insider was saying, the word is, all around that Michigan program, Jim Harbaugh moving on, it feels like it, after the uh, potential national championship. Yeah, I I think they're probably going to get there. Colin, I'm excited for it. All right, we start with that. Jeremy Fowler, respected journalist, said Harbaugh's name has percolated around the NFL. There is a belief that this might be the year. Take away the fact that maybe you just don't, you know, like Jim Harbaugh. Michigan has had three great coaching hires in the history of this esteemed football program. Lloyd Carr was there for 13, won 75% of his games in a natty. Bo Schembechler's probably the biggest legend there for 21 seasons. Uh, Five times he finished in the top four. And then, indisputably, it's Jim Harbaugh, who's going to his third straight season finishing in the top four. Only there nine years, but winning 77, almost 78% of the games. Lloyd Carr, Schembechler, Jim Harbaugh, those are their three great football hires. But with Harbaugh, unlike the other two, at least uh, in their prime, uh, with Harbaugh, he's become like politics and religion. You can't change anybody's opinion on him, and everybody's got a strong opinion on him, right? But more than anything, this can't be disputed. Ohio State was arguably, along with Alabama, the best college football program in America about four years ago. Now they are the second-best football program in their own conference, the Big Ten. Jim Harbaugh 
has relegated Ohio State to just another team Michigan beats. Focus, physical, run-first power football. Just like the Niners, Stanford, Ohio State was pushed around by Michigan for the third year in a row. And this was the great Ohio State defense. It was vaunted. It was exceptional. And yet, Ohio State scored on every single drive of the second half. They weren't kneeling. With over 120 yards rushing in the second half. That is owning somebody. It was just four years ago that Ohio State was second to Alabama in most eyes. Now they're second in the Big Ten. And like politics and religion, the Harbaugh haters line up. They've got to find a way to tear him down. He's cheating. The scandal at signs. Again, without the signs, Michigan, even more dominant than previous years, scored on every second-half drive. They didn't kneel. In politics these days, if you're wrong, you can claim it was rigged. That's clever, isn't it? In religion, you can claim if you're wrong, well, the man upstairs doesn't exist at all, right? You can be agnostic. And in football, Ohio State can claim a lot of things. But one thing is indisputable. As long as Jim Harbaugh remains the coach of Michigan, you may occasionally beat him, but they will have the best coach and the best culture in the series. That is indisputable. They are power football personified. Ohio State now gets pushed around at the line of scrimmage. Even their vaunted defenses can't stop Michigan in second halves. In politics, you can just claim we actually won. It was rigged. At Ohio State, you can claim it's cheating. It was removed this year. And again, they scored on every drive. They didn't kneel. The only way... Unlike religion, you, you can't claim he doesn't exist. The only way to retake this series if you're a Buckeye, go back to the start of my rant. Cross your fingers that he leaves. That's the only way. All right. So the Warriors last night played uh, sort of an up-and-coming Warrior team, the Sacramento Kings. They had a great playoff series last year. A lot of people like Sacramento. Beam, light, light, beam, whatever it was called. Everybody loves Sacramento. And uh, they just weren't quite ready to win, but they got close. They met again last night. Warriors had this game, but Steve Kerr doesn't like playing young guys. Pulled out Moses Moody, who was hot, went with the old guys, and it didn't work. But one of the things in sports that's important, instead of nitpicking Tiger in his prime or nitpicking this quarterback or that quarterback, enjoy the ride while it's great, because great doesn't long last very long. Find me a dynasty, and I think the Warriors' dynasty is officially dead. Find me one that elegantly ended, that ended on their terms. The Patriots now, a mess. Spurs bottomed out. Joe Gibbs left Washington. They've never recovered. Spurs, Lakers post-Kobe, half decade, awful. If you look at Michael Jordan leaving the Bulls, the next six years, I believe the most win Chicago had was 30. None of them end elegantly. And usually for the same reason, right? You get overly loyal to people that got you trophies. They're past their prime. You sign them to one more contract. There's cap space limitations. You're missing a draft pick. This is where I'll give the Warriors a lot of credit. They tried to infuse this roster with draft picks, youth, new guys. But D'Angelo Russell, like he is with the Lakers, was too screwy. They got rid of him. Andre Iguodala was great. 
briefly. Bogut, great, got hurt. But the draft picks, Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, none of them work. And I think there's a reason none of them work. Jordan Poole, why don't they work? Well, number one, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and Steve Kerr coaching it, it's very high IQ basketball. And increasingly in college sports, you get Wemby at 19 or Chet Holmgren at 19 or 20. They're not emotionally ready to play. They're not physically ready to play. So you have this, like, legendary offense. Draymond and Steph are the catalyst. It's very, very young, virtually impossible for young guys to fit in. They're just not ready to play. And the other thing is that it's a unique system with two incredibly unique players, Draymond Green and Steph. And for the record, old stars mostly don't like playing with young guys. When LeBron James went to Miami, D-Wade, Bosch, he recruited Ray Allen, Battier, loved Haslam, Mike Miller. When LeBron went to Cleveland, they could have had Andrew Wiggins as a pick. He's like, give me Kevin Love. Get Kyrie Irving's been around a few years. He didn't want the young guys. When LeBron got to Los Angeles, had Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, he got him out of town. He wanted Anthony Davis. Kevin Durant chose Kyrie Irving. Now he goes to Phoenix. He wants older guys. Go look at Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. The great players, after they have the bag and rings, they don't want to be mentors. They don't want to be school teachers, right? What can you do for them? What can you do for me? And that doesn't mean Steph Curry's selfish. He's the opposite. But Draymond Green's got no tolerance for Jordan Poole, either does Clay or Steph. They don't have any time to waste on Kuminga, unable to figure out the offense, or Wiseman's 19 years old, can't even have a glass of wine at the hotel bar. They don't have time for it. LeBron doesn't want to play with young guys. Katie didn't want to play with young guys. Michael Jordan didn't want to play with kids. Steph Draymond don't either. It's nobody's fault. Steve Kerr doesn't want to coach him. Last night, Moody was red hot, fourth quarter, pulled him out, went with the old guys. Steve doesn't want to coach young kids. It's understandable. Old stars don't want and don't generally mesh with the young guys. They're past that stage. Here was Charles Barkley last night on TNT on the Fading Warriors. As I told y'all, this team is cooked. Y'all thought I was crazy. They got away last year because Steph went crazy in Game 7. Sacramento should have beat them. They, they, you know, Children did. It's yeah, two different things. No, no. I'm saying, and with Candace point, Steph, he going to start slowing down too. They got an old team. Everybody slows down. They, Steph it, looks like he's... Pe people forgot... <laughs> Last year, Sacramento went there. They was like, they're going to win game six at home. Sacramento went in there and kicked their butt. Then I said, man, Sacramento, I picked them to win that series. But Steph went crazy. He's not going to be able to continue to do that because those other guys aren't the same either. They're older. It doesn't end elegantly. Did you ever think in your life, after watching 20 years of the Patriots dynasty, they would be embarrassing? Because that's what they are now. Like, they're embarrassing. Belichick seems completely out of touch. Greg Popovich got the number one pick for a reason. They bottomed out. The Bulls looked so smartly run for years, and then they weren't. The Lakers are the biggest brand in the NBA, post-Kobe. Ugh, hard to watch. This is the way it was destined to end. They'll have their moments, but winning a seven-game series 
over the Warriors, or excuse me, over the Nuggets, over the Celtics, over the Bucks, over the Sixers, I don't see it. And right now, not over the Kings either. All right, J-Mac, you were a Sacramento Kings fan. Well, I You also, love Curry. I'm the, one of the biggest Curry fans on the internet. Um, I did tell you this team was getting old, and now Chris Paul hurt last night. Yep. It's like... It's the way it is. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. We know this, right? It's impossible to stay on top. So you just got to enjoy it while it's there. Those That Seahawk dynasty with Russell Wilson closed in like three years. Yeah. We thought they were going to be... I mean, the way they beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl... And they should have won that one against the Patriots. You're like, this could be like a six-year run. But a year later, injuries, yeah. players not getting along, Niners were good. You look up and you're like, yeah, all right, it's over. Yeah. How about that Draymond turnover late, huh? Was was tough. Well, you know, no, they stay, they paid him a lot happen. of money in the offseason, huh? <laughs> getting a little old, long in the tooth, as they say. Colin. I have a great parlay for you this weekend, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll take the Lions minus four at the Saints. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Lions got embarrassed by Green Bay. They bounce back and win. Chargers minus six at the Patriots. A desperate team coach in a hot seat in New England. I'm not sure they want to win games. I'll take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. And I'll take the Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Jake Browning, not it. Can't beat you downfield. Jags want to get that number one seed. They're motivated. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Please, new users, use the code Herd H E R D, when you download the app. It's real simple. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467 369. See show notes for full details. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Dynasty the King, uh, King. Uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. 
And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is great to have you in on a Wednesday. Joel Klatt, 45 minutes, always a spirited uh, debate. Like J-Mac, I do not believe in Florida State. Out of here, backup quarterback, see ya. I want to talk Tom Brady, though. Tom Brady has a podcast. It's called Let's Go. Uh, and uh, he, he's doubling down on a criticism he has had where several people, uh, I've pushed back on it, and uh, Alex Smith at the other places pushed back on it. Alex does a great job. Uh, Brady doubling down on uh, what he believes is the erosion of the NFL. But I think the pro game is, is reflecting more of what the college game is as opposed to the college game reflecting what the pro game is we're asking now pro players to play college football and that's the biggest difference i see there's this is way more checkers now than it is chess i tried to play chess i wanted to have three moves ahead of you at all the times but he had to so everything for brady if you look at his career was actually uphill he comes in as a six rounder has to prove himself defenses in that time period could do more could be more violent he had a defensive head coach and mostly a defensive culture. And the wide receiver talent 20 years ago wasn't nearly as deep or as good as it is today. So Brady's superpower had to be his brain. He also had to face all-time great defenses. The Seahawks, the Steelers, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Ravens. Nothing today compares to those. Some of it is the rules were different. In fact, that's a lot of it. And the culture was different. You were allowed to do more. So Brady is the greatest chess player of all time. It is easier for quarterbacks today. The rules lean in their favor. They get much better coaching, high school, college, the coordinators now, the head coaches that are offensive, but give them far more options. It's far more sophisticated. The tight end talent today compared to 20 years ago is insane. The wide receiver talent's insane. But here's where I'll push back again with Tom. The best quarterbacks in this league are overwhelmingly kids. Even Mahomes is 28. Burrow's young. Herbert's young. Jalen Hurts is a baby. Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud. J. Mack thinks Brock Purdy's the next Dan Marino. They're all kids. 
I mean, how many old guys make an impact? Stafford hurt about every fourth week. Aaron Rodgers hurt now. And Russell Wilson has been reborn. But it's a young quarterback's league. Brady became a great chess player. And I would earmark going back his eighth year. He was 30. That's Brady's eighth year. And there's interviews to acknowledge it. He became the chess player. He'd seen great defenses. He'd seen every coverage. He'd listened to Belichick. It was in his eighth year. I think these quarterbacks we have now will become chess players. I think some of them are transitioning from checkers to chess. Some are clearly playing checkers. One or two are close to chess. But again, if you go look at Tom, remember, he played to mid-40s. It was about 30 when not only did the light go on, but he could manipulate defenses every time he went to the line. Audible out of trouble. Audible into productive yards. I think it's really hard to be an NFL quarterback. For the record, I think the talent's better around quarterbacks, the coaching's better, and the rules are better for them. But defensive players are also bigger, stronger, and faster than they've ever been. So I think the young guys will get there. But Tom is the greatest chess player of all time. There's no doubt. But it takes time to master chess. Even I can play checkers. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Brady's such a master. He picked like the perfect time to come out with this hot take about the mediocre. Because so many quarterbacks are hurt. You know, you see some of these totals on games. It's like 33 for the Falcons and Jets or whatever the numbers are. Well, there's four like, games this weekend. I think four, maybe five with a backup quarterback playing. And there's only a couple of great. Listen, football is as entertaining as the quality of quarterback play. Last week, the best game, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Another game that was wildly entertaining was Trevor Lawrence against C.J. Stroud. Right. right. And then you look at games like the Giants and Patriots, Bears-Vikings, and it's unwatchable. Yeah. So quarterback play is really, really important. And I do think we have seven or eight. Dak's having his best year. I think we have seven or eight, and I have to include Dak this year. Really high-end quarterbacks. Dak, I could argue, is playing more chess than he's ever played. I think Dak's having his best year. I think he's. Be- I always thought Dak was good at the line of scrimmage. Feasting on a lot of bad teams, but is. But against Philadelphia, I think Dak is much more of a chess player than he's ever been this year. And I've never been a huge Dak fan, but I think he's playing next level football. A, a lot of it has to do with the too high safety look. People decided we're going to go with that. We'll give you all the short stuff. Go ahead, drive the length of the field. You're going to make mistakes, and everybody is. It's like. You know, in the NBA, everybody said, oh, we got to move the three-point line back or change it because all anybody doing is threes or layups. Well, all any defense now is doing is sitting back and saying, go ahead. We'll give you what you want. No big plays. And it, it's kind of mucking up the game. But anyways, we'll, we'll dive deep into it later. How about the matchup this weekend? The rematch. Eagles, Niners, <sighs> San Fran looking to avenge that loss. 32 million viewers. What do you make of it? 30 million viewers? I mean, the college football game got 19 million, Michigan-Ohio State. A college football game got 19 million. And I think the Eagles, Bills, you can look it up. I think it got close to, I got over 25 million. Yeah. It may have gotten like 28. This this could get 30, 35, yeah. Isn't that insane? Not really. This is a great matchup. I mean, these are two of the best teams in the league. Think about linear TV is, is, is not working anymore. If you can get a million people to watch a show on the networks, it's a big deal. 
You're going to have 35 million people watch a football game. And there's multiple football games on at the same time around the country. What's your saying around that urgency? Is that what it is? Like well, there, There's massive urgency. You with have this. The two things that get ratings, it doesn't matter if it's politics or sports, is stars and urgency. The NBA gives you stars. The NFL gives you stars and urgency. Very few games. Scarcity of games. Yeah, scarcity. So San Francisco, Philadelphia. Like I don't even. I'm turning my phone off. You won't receive, I'm going to be completely antisocial for that game. Yeah, it should be exciting. No text either. Phone's um, on. You know, Nick Bosa spoke out this week saying that the rematch aspect is a little bit overplayed. It's a huge game, obviously, with the seeding and all that. Um, we're different teams this year. Uh, we're at different spots. They're really good, and they've found ways to win this year. It's just going to be another game, another game where we have to execute, and I'm extremely confident this this go around. I was confident last year, but some things early in the game definitely hurt us. But we're just excited for another opportunity. The addition of Chase Young is not being talked about. It's a bigger deal than people are letting on. Another pass rusher. Another big body off the edge. So I like San Francisco when the line came out. Now it's up to About two, two and a half, some places three. Yeah. Uh, it's not the last thing. When you see three, everybody then bets Eagles getting a field goal. You still um, like the Niners? I love the Niners. Um, the, here's my issue with the Eagles right now. They're falling behind and struggling out of the gate, Colin. What does San Francisco do better than anyone else in the league? The scripted stuff. They're the best team opening the game. They come down, score, put you behind the eight ball. Listen, we saw them against Dallas. Okay, put Dallas behind early, just choked them out. Jacksonville, same deal. Pittsburgh, look up and down the schedule. When they get that early lead, it's lights out because the pass rush is unleashed. And look at Philadelphia's struggles lately, Colin. Okay. They, they start slow. Here's the thing for Philadelphia, though. If Philadelphia says to themselves, we're going to play these guys again. That's what Philadelphia is saying. We're going to play these guys again. And they come in, they're a little healthier than us. Not that you don't want to win the game, but it's not the end of the world for the loser of this matchup. That's one you of know, the things. But Philly's at home in front of that home. They're going to be juiced up in Philly. It's going to be a scene. You don't want to be like, oh, we'll, we'll get them no, no, later. No, no, no. I just, it, it, it's one of these things. I can't wait to watch it, but I feel like this is the first of two fights. <laughs> I would right? agree. I, yeah. I, you cannot overestimate extra rest for San Fran. They played Thanksgiving night. Philly coming off an exhausting overtime game That's a, following a Monday night. Like That to me is everything. Like That alone yes. has me on the Niners. So yeah. uh, the, the stat to watch, though. Kyle Shanahan, 0-37 when trailing by eight or more in the fourth quarter. So if Philly can get the lead somehow, I don't see it happening. Does Philly get big leads on anybody? That's the thing. They come back for all the games. Uh, all right, next up, Buffalo Bills heading into their bye week at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Tough loss to the Eagles. Fourth time this season, Buffalo has lost a fourth quarter lead. Who's that on? Quarter, uh, coach? Quarterback? Uh, I don't know. McDermott still believes the team can make the playoffs. Listen, no one's more frustrated than I am. Um, I can promise you that we're working hard at figuring it out. Um, you know, those are the things that we're studying moving forward. And we know uh, we'd rather, you know, have a better record than what we have, but, but we are who we are. Uh, and the encouraging thing is everything, all the goals that we, that we set for ourselves are still within our reach. It, it, it's his tone has changed a little. Is that fair? <laughs> You think? He was a little more dogmatic and territorial early, and now he's a little more apologetic. He's pulled back the reins, and I think some of this... Remember, their defensive coordinator quit in the offseason. Weird. Okay, he was kind of rubbed out by McDermott. Okay. And 
And the, 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 the mistakes for Josh Allen, once again, firing the OC. Up, they fired the OC. So when coaches get his tone has changed, they fire the OC, the DC left, it all points to the rigidity of Sean McDermott. Again, I'll, I'll, the comp I'll use again is Chuck Knox, a legendary coach who coached in Buffalo, L.A., and Seattle. I grew up, Chuck Knox was a Seahawks coach. He was a cleanup artist. That's what McDermott is. Smart guy, has the details. I, he's not a visionary. He's, you know, he's kind of a, he's kind of a t- I think he was a high school wrestler, tough guy, bottom line details. He's got a very clear focus on what he wants, and he's very good at cleaning up the mess. Where's the vision? That's what Sean Payton has. McVeigh, Shanahan, Andy Reid. It's the vision. Some coaches are cleanup artists, but there's no second gear. I don't see the second gear here. They can't build a consistently good run game six years in. Yeah. I Go mean, watch I, I, what McVeigh's done with the O-line and the run game for the Rams this year with less talent. Well, he's younger. He's an offensive guy. Yeah. But how much has this discussion changed if Josh Allen simply hits Gabe Davis on that overtime pass? Gabe Davis open in the end zone. He ran the correct route. Davis okay. you know, but, was open. But, is a team that's more buttoned up offensively, we don't have that discussion because they do hit Gabe yeah. Davis. They had 10 penalties in the first half. That's bad. Bad. Uh, a producer adds here that the Bills are 6-0 and coming out of bye weeks under McDermott. That's a great sign, right? Preparation. Uh, coming out of the bye week, they go to Kansas City. Uh, Colin. Certainly a winnable game. Certainly a winnable game. No, hey, look at his schedule. There's a lot of wins there, that, potentially. That's a winnable game? Absolutely. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win okay. it. I'm going to say it's a winnable and game. And then after that, they host Dallas. Now, that that will be uh, Dallas going to cold weather. No, that, that is not in... an easy schedule. Mahomes, Herbert, Dak, Well, let's, let's toss Herbert out for now, okay? We're, we're done discussing the Chargers, okay? Sorry, I know you got a lot of Chargers fans. I can't even stomach listening to them on the air. That thing, being said, three of those final five games are tough. That Miami game in Miami. Four are tough. Who's the fourth? Chargers. Stop! No! That three loud. and five are tough. So if you lose three... Okay. You're, it's over. That's nine losses. They're not going to the playoffs. And yeah. I think McDermott, he's got to go, right? I think he's done a great job. He will also, for the record, get another head coaching job. Because there's seven teams a year in this league that need to be cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, when you got to hire Tyron, a defensive guy, you got to go grab one. He got him to the playoffs before Josh Allen. He got Tyron Taylor to the playoffs. By the way, what you don't want in the NFL is chaos. Sean McDermott will end chaos. When he comes in the building, he will clean it up. Give him four or five years, you'll be a playoff team. The question is, and this may be a handful of coaches, does he have vision? Can he take you to the next step? That's the only The question isn't, is he a good coach? Is he a smart guy? Check, check. Is he detailed? Check. But he is not an offensive coach. There are limitations on that side. So he is very dependent on getting the OC right. He did for a couple years with Dable. Yeah. So but it's then not they butted a, heads. Uh, I'm Dable's not saying like, McDermott couldn't. If if Dorsey is out and they went and found another OC, I'm not saying they couldn't be much better next year. But he is very reliant. Belichick wasn't reliant on an OC. Charlie Wise, Josh McDaniels. Right, Andy Reid is not reliant on a defensive coach or an offensive coach, though Spags is good. Sean's very reliant on getting the OC right. All right, final story is we've talked about Mac Jones and the Patriots all season long. Um, he's been benched in four of 11 games, which is crazy. <laughs> OC Bill O'Brien is defending Mac Jones. He's the one, Colin, saying, I don't think he's the number one guy to blame. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. All right, Bill. 
Chargers, six point favorites in New England. Six. I, I like the Chargers. I know it's dangerous. Wow. So, um, Albert Breer said something a couple of weeks ago, and I was told this. I was texted this over the weekend. So Albert Breer has a source, and I have one, and they're saying the same thing. I think what's really worn the Patriots out is what they thought they were getting from Nick Saban. Nick and Belichick are close. Was a kid who made good decisions but was limited athletically. That's what they thought they were getting. Saban said he's limited athletically, but he makes good decisions. And what they've really been disappointed with, this is what I was told, is he's actually a very poor decision maker. You've watched C.J. Stroud. He's obviously a quick thinker. He's a great, quick decision maker. Like some guys just quick. Herbert, I think, makes very good, quick decisions. Zach Wilson does not. Mac Jones does not. They either don't see the field, it's cognitive, whatever it is, is I think the Patriots, I was told this weekend, they are just really frustrated with what they view as like sub- average decision-making, and they thought that was the one thing they were getting. And it turns out he's not good at that or the athletic part. All I heard from Patriots fans was the reason they stunk offensively last year was, was it Matt Patricia was the uh, OC? We just got to get Bill O'Brien in there. Bill O'Brien's in there. So is it the OC? Is it the quarterback? Well, they're going to draft a quarterback. They are drafting a quarterback. Bo Nix? Probably, yes. By the way, Bo Nix is perfect. He's perfect. Well, some he's people more... are painting him as a check down Charlie. No, he started to drill down on well, his incredible stats okay. this year. I, I'm not saying he is. He's a. Are. He's much more athletic than Mac Jones. That's not disputable. I'm more athletic than Mac. He Jones. doesn't have Come a dad on. bod. He's, he's ripped. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, but his he, he is ripped. Twenty five year old has he's a got dad a, bod. That's he's harsh. got a a zillion starts in college. He's very athletic. It's like C.J. Stroud and Justin Herbert. You don't notice in college sometimes they're being protected by their coaches, and then you watch C.J. Jay Stroud against Georgia or Herbert against Wisconsin, and you're like, oh, damn. These guys can move. Bo Nix can move, so he's athletic, he's cut up, he's accurate. Yeah. He doesn't throw a great deep ball to knock on him. He doesn't throw a ton over the top deep, doesn't have a power arm. But he's like Mac Jones, if he made better decisions and was more athletic with a lot more college starts. That's something. Yeah. Jay Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. J-Mac's got people fired up. Diana Rossini stops by today. Joel Klatt, top of next hour. The holidays are a time for coming together, wherever together may be. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This Saturday, the Big Ten Championship kicks off on Fox with their perfect season and playoffs on the line. J.J. McCarthy and second-ranked Michigan take on number 16, Iowa. Coverage begins Saturday at 6.30 Eastern on Fox. So here's the story. Breaking news. Robert Sala, coach of the Jets, has announced the Jets are opening a 21-day window, practice window, for Aaron Rodgers, um, his potential return in the next three weeks, a 21-day window. It's, uh, you know, it's part of the process, part of the progress of his rehab. I think it would be a gigantic mistake for Aaron Rodgers to play. I do not believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I don't think he'd be ready behind this wobbly offensive line to play. I think it could be a career ender if he gets hurt again. Can you imagine doing rehab back-to-back? Come on. Never forget, he got hurt. Like, wasn't it the first series? (laughs) Fourth play? Yeah. Yeah, he got hurt. It wasn't like a, a tear because he was worn down. He got four plays into this season with this whole line and got hurt. And I hear all this stuff. Well, you know, it's different. You know, not married, no kids. He's got nothing but time. He can just do this rehab. Father time. He's now, what, 40, 39, 40? Off an Achilles surgery? This is a horrible decision. I wish him well. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is not going to matter uh, at, at an elite level in the NFL again. There's younger quarterbacks. They're, they're better. They've got better offensive coaches. They have better offensive line. Uh, they have better weapons. I think Aaron uh, is interesting to listen to him uh, chatter about a bunch of stuff. You know, he makes headlines, and he's good content for us. But when Brady left for Tampa, that was not the end of Brady. When Stafford went to Detroit, that was not the end of Stafford. When Favre went to the Jets and then Minnesota, that was not the end of Favre, although it was close. Uh, Aaron, this injury to me, I don't see I don't see how they would be highly relevant next year. I think uh, the Bills go out and get 
a better offensive coordinator and bounce back. Josh Allen's just too good. Uh, I think Miami with McDaniel and Tua, they're not going anywhere. Right? They're not going anywhere. I think New England gets a competent quarterback and gets better. Mahomes is going nowhere. Joe Burrow comes back. Lamar and Harbaugh and that group are excellent. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's always going to be a factor. Um, again, Jacksonville's not getting worse. C.J. Stroud, Houston now is a real player. Uh, the Chargers, they may get Harbaugh. They may get a coach like that everybody thinks is the guy. Denver, Russell, Wilson are solved. I mean, this was the year, I can argue. This was the year to do it. The Bills, end of last year, this year, dovetailed. Burrow gets hurt. Herbert doesn't have the right coach. Jacksonville feels like they're close, but not right there yet. Kansas City crossing their fingers that Rasheed Rice is a number one, but they're a bunch of kids at receiver. This is the year to win in the AFC. This was the year. This was the opportunity. And and by the way, this is timing is, this is, you know, this is the way life works, right? It's a lot of timing is a lot of success. And there are just time. I mean, Phil Mickelson's one of the all-time great golfers. His prime was right around Tiger Woods' prime. <laughs> By the way, Malone, Stockton, Jerry Sloan, the coach, those jazz teams were excellent. But Michael Jordan was in his prime. So there are, there are times when people are, I mean, fantastic. And Aaron still got it. But this offense, you could argue, needs four new offensive linemen. They need another receiver. They got to get out of the Alan Lazard deal. They need to upgrade at tight end. I love Brees Hall. I like Elijah Vera Tucker when he's healthy. I think Garrett Wilson's exceptional. But this offense needs a lot of work, and my take is you probably got to trade like a Sauce Gardner or an elite piece to upgrade positions and not just have draft picks. But I believe this was the year in the AFC between the Burrow injury, uh, the erosion of Buffalo. Buffalo's with Josh Allen is going to be around for like seven, eight more years of good football. McDermott tends to be highly um, dependent on the right offensive coordinator. That's okay. That, that's okay. Some coaches, by the way, Sean McVay's doing much better this year because Raheem Morris is a great young defensive coordinator. He's terrific. And by the way, the Niners defense was better last year with D'Amico Ryans than Steve Wilkes, it appears, this year. That's where they go get Chase Young. I mean, sometimes you're, you're dependent on the right coordinator. I think the Jets now have to make a decision on Nat Hackett, like a grown-up decision. But last week, Alan Lazard was a, did not participate a healthy scratch so that feels like the jets are going to take back the franchise probably move off lazard get a new oc make some decisions based on the future of the franchise and not just appeasing aaron but i don't think it's a hot take and i don't think it's anti-aaron i think the jets with aaron will be very very fun next year and they'll be a good team but you can't deny the afc it was not wide open last year Burrow at the end was on fire. Allen was playing well. Mahomes was playing great. I mean, Lamar Jackson was hurt, but Herbert was putting up another big year, and we hadn't sold all our stock on Brandon Staley yet. Like it would last year, like the the, the there, it was a, it was a tough wall to get through. This year, you've had a lot. Even Mahomes went three games; he couldn't score in the second half. Couldn't score a point. So this this year was wide open. And Aaron should not play.
Can I ask you something? So if you look back to the Brett Favre-Mangini year, Favre, you know, Woody Johnson was hot for Favre. Brings in Favre, they go, they start great, and then it falls apart. Do you remember what happened next, Colin? They moved off of Favre. It was obviously not working, and they drafted Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And top six pick or whatever. Instantly to the AFC Championship twice in a row. They got a younger quarterback, and they switched things quickly. What's the percentage chance Woody Johnson and company say, boy, Hackett, Lazard, this was a disaster. Rodgers hurt. I'm done. Let's move on. Let's not bring Rodgers back, and let's draft a quarterback at the top. So and let's where, try to just reboot. Where say, are the Jets in the mock draft today? They're eight. So if they keep losing <laughs> and they finish six, that means they'll get one of the great left tackles. Here's my, here's my question. They'll get one of the great left tackles, which is number one. Trade Sauce Gardner for a first rounder, five, six, seven picks later. Get Penix, get Jaden Daniels from LSU. So I'm just saying. How is that going to go over with Rodgers? Because Woody was hot. He took the private jet to go see him and like recruited him. You like to say, when it's not working, move off of it. Don't waste time. Does he have the intestinal fortitude? No, Aaron would not like that. But my, my point being is, like your first pick is left tackle. So if, they, if the Jets keep losing and end up six, they're going to get arguably the best left tackle or an unbelievable tight end. So Aaron would have to be happy with that. What I'm saying is, do you move off sauce and get the future quarterback? I think it's very viable. Listen, if you can get the left tackle, the offense will be better immediately well, because you'll have better protection for Aaron. I'm saying, do you consider moving off Aaron Rodgers? I think I, like, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Well, I don't think it'll happen, but do I believe they've ever had a coffee and discussed it upstairs? Probably. I mean, last week, Lazard, healthy, didn't play. Hackett's been a train wreck. Cobb, nothing. Hardman, already gone. What I'm like, just saying is... I'm not predicting it's going to happen. Yeah. But somebody told me something years ago that corporations decide to move off you six to nine months before they move off you. They raise hands upstairs. Do I believe they're going, Lazard's a mess, Hackett's a mess, Randall Cobb's not productive? I mean, Dalvin Cook, did he have anything to do with that? I think he recruited Dalvin Cook, right? Well, there's I mean, no... Dalvin Cook went from like a top five, six running back to... What does he do? He has 200 yards rushing, they, maybe? There's no way in the world they would have brought Dalvin Cook in without Aaron Rodgers. Like, when LeBron goes somewhere and he calls the shots, things usually work out. I mean, he wins titles Miami. It goes back to Cleveland. Uh, Lakers. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, called the shots, and what has worked? Give me one thing, Colin. The defense. That's why I wouldn't fire Robert Sala. He had nothing to do with it, yeah. No, that's why I would that's why I think Robert Sala, I would not fire Robert Sala. Robert Sala has proven, unlike Brandon Staley, has proven he knows his side of the ball. His side of the ball is excellent. They're just worn down from being on the field all the time. But again, nobody's saying this is gonna happen. But this was the year in the AFC where Kansas City is literally went three weeks with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Couldn't score a point in the second half. Not a point. Buffalo circles the drain. Burrow's hurt. Herbert now. That thing's a mess. Uh, and by the way, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton next year are going to start in a much yeah. better place than they did. So that's going to be a viable playoff team. To your point, do you know who seven in the AFC is right now? The Indianapolis Colts with a rookie coach and Gardner Minshew. And so we both love Sykin. Shane Steichen. Oh, he's very good. He is great. 
And also, Anthony Richardson was wildly dynamic when he played. This is bad. Now, and now when you put it in context like that, like, this was the year, Jets. They're, I have to scroll down a little bit. They're 15 of 16 in the AFC currently. Get a left tackle. Sell Sauce Gardner. Get another pick and try it. Pick 15-16 to get Michael Penix. By the way, they don't have to play. Better serve to sit behind Aaron for a year anyway. Oh, he, Aaron's going to love that. Just Come like on. the way they drafted Jordan Love. Actually, no, didn't that drive him to win the MVP or something? Because he was so angry. I'm just, I'm just I'm spitting facts here, folks. This is fun. I have no agenda. <laughs> Joel Klatt's around the corner. Hour two. Good show today. Just starting. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 